previously on The Hired Swords. Long nights and even longer days spent trotting through these woods. It feels like eyes watching us from behind every tree, leering and snickering as they manipulate our thoughts and dreams from the shadows. Finally, we had caught up with whatever nefarious creature had lured us out here. And just as quickly and easily as we had dispatched of her and her golems, I felt it. I felt the magic from her hands as it wrapped around my chest, ripping me through unopened doors and into otherworldly planes. What is this new hell? listening to the hired swords you know i've heard if you play this song in two times speed it's actually a super bob hello everyone and welcome back to the hired swords here with me today is blaze as Craig's Derek's here playing Davin. Hi, I'm Davin. Yeah, Joxer's here. That's Mikey. That's me. And Ash is here. She's Gwendolyn. Hello. Yeah, and I'm Mike. I'm your dungeon master and the champion of all things. I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'm excited to be here. It's been a couple weeks, boys and girls. And I'm pumped. I'm excited. But let's recap without any further ado. You guys ready for recapping? Let's it, do it. I, I love good, recaps. Good recap. Yeah. Yeah. I like caps. And then when you can uh, cap remembering again, it's even is better. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> remembering is awesome. Okay. That's copywritten. Oops. <laughs> yep. Sorry. We can't. By let's me. Cut, cut that. Dolphin sounds. Um, <laughs> no, we're uh, we left off last time after a journey through the woods in which the things things started getting strange. Krieg started acting even more strange than the woods started looking. And eventually they you guys came to this clearing where you saw a just kind of a dilapidated looking meadow with uh, little kind of dead looking flowers. Everything was like dull. It wasn't as bright and, and green as as you would think, but it looked familiar, like a familiar meadow you had seen before. And over to the side, in this kind of in the center of this meadow, was this patch of brightly glowing flowers. As you start to head out of the, the tree line towards this meadow, you are attacked by these moaning creatures that approach you and begin lashing out at you with their giant fists and trying to attack you. You also then are noticing spells being cast and see this uh, hag-like creature, this woman who is attacking you as well. Kriggs goes to to kind of pile drive her and tries to hurt her. And in doing so, she kind of gets a grapple. He gets a grapple on her and she's there and comes over back to him after getting slammed to the ground. And she bamps herself and him out of existence. And leaving the three of you, Davin, 
Gwendolyn and Jocks are standing there looking and seeing that that Kriggs is no longer there. And that's where we left off. We'll start with the three of you. What are you doing? Kriggs! And, and Jocks is going to look back at the other two and start heading to the direction where he was. Okay. You see Gwendolyn just spinning around. Where did he go? Okay. Davin? Where did she go? They're, they're both gone. Oh, man, this is not good. Make perception checks as you look where they were. All right. Oh, my God. Ooh. I got a 15. Natural one. Uh, so 19 plus one. Thank you, Starbuck die. Nice. Yeah, we got those <laughs> sick hired swords dice, don't we? Yeah. I got the dice. I have an eight. <laughs> All right. So, Gwendolyn, you are having a hard time noticing like where this where this happened you, you don't see you're trying to follow where they're looking but you can't really make out where this happened uh davin you see this like swirling kind of mist that ha- is evaporating where they kind of were left behind and joxer you see a- as the mist is kind of evaporating and leaving it looks like it's starting to form into something again as it kind of starts to spin and rotate and the the mist is starting to grow we're going to jump to Kriggs now. Kriggs, the last thing you remember, you had you had tried to do a nice wrestling move on this hag, and then she had grabbed you and kind of chuckled in your ear, just this kind of, <laughs> and you were you you sensed a kind of like your mind and consciousness left your body for almost an entire second and went back into it. And as it goes back in, uh, you realize you're still in the woods. It looks like you're still in the forest in a similar place, but everything is a little bit inside out, like backwards. And the, the everything's gray and, and there's like shadow everywhere, turning the forest into like a series of silhouettes. And you feel a chill and and it's just this dark chill that goes up your spine, up your neck, making the hair on the back of your neck stand up and you start to drift out of this existence. Make a perception check. All righty. Um, 14. Okay. As you start to drift out of this existence, you're, you're, you're blinking almost in and out and you see this hag blinking in and out as well. And as she starts to blink back in, you see her face grimacing and her mouth starts to move, but you can't, you can't quite make out what she's saying. And you see, but you see this look of failure in her eyes. It immediately reminds you of soldiers being, being, uh, um, punished for failing to complete tasks that they had completed that they were asked to complete and that's this look she has on her face and you just think back to that and then suddenly this mist wraps around her and she's no longer there and then you blink away and you're again your consciousness seems separated from you and as it comes back you hit the ground thud and joxer davin and gwyn there is Kriggs thud hitting the ground with a black mist evaporating above him. So I think I think Joxer just seeing that mist prior to 
to that would have tried to charge it and like like grapple it as if okay. something might be there. Um, now I don't know if that would have been before and yeah, and I might get fallen on or after, and I might trip over. Perfect. As you are running towards that, because the the mist starts to starts to form again, and as it forms, it forms into the shape of Kriggs. And as you run towards it, you gr- you grab hold of Kriggs and tackle him like NFL linebacker style and <laughs> roll across the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as as I I roll down and like oh Kriggs and like probably hit my head on something trying to roll over. Yeah, both of you make acrobatics saving throws. Or, or yeah, it would just be dexterity saving throws. Sorry, not acrobatics, dexterity. Me as well? Yeah. So was that my, I hit the ground, but did I hit the ground laying down or he he actually like. He hits you me. on your way down. Yeah. <laughs> he hits that mist. That mist was you. Word. You were, you uh, that's, an, that's, that's a, that's a two. Okay. <laughs> So my uh, 18 plus six, so 24. Oh, yeah. So so you do the whole thing where you put your shoulders down and you grab him and you thud, you slam right into uh, his just the top of his shoulders on the side. And uh, Kriggs, you, it catches you completely off guard as you're trying to wrap your mind around what's just happened. Then you just roll and tumble while Joxer takes three big running steps past you, never leaving his feet. And stops and turns and sees you stand, sees you tumbling across the ground. Uh, found him. <laughs> Davin will come running up. It's like, what happened? Where'd she go? What's going on? Gwendolyn would be running. She'd be the last Kriggs, one what? to notice all this. Craig's, <laughs> what happened? Am I conscious? Yes, you were conscious. What was that? You, you, you tell me. Like I was here, then I wasn't here, and then I was... I don't know. I was everywhere. That... Well, did you saw that, right? You saw the forest, the shadows. You, what happened? Oh, you just disappeared. You're only gone for a second, but you're gone. Um, Devin's going to take a look around and see if he sees any more mist forming in case she's coming back. That felt longer than a second. I, I I came over the moment you disappeared and saw some mist and, and charged it, and I'm sorry about that. You're fine, uh, ow, but, you know, better safe than, than not, I suppose. I was hoping to maybe catch both of you. Where, did, did you see where she went? I didn't, I saw her wherever I was, whatever void that, that was the hellscape. I, I saw her there, but she she had a look on her face, one that I feel all too familiar with, something that something had gone wrong. I don't know where she is now. I don't know if she's still in this hellscape or that that was not pleasant. I'm glad you made it back. During this time, Gwendolyn is like checking over both Joxer and Kriggs just to make sure there's like no cuts, no scars. I- I- I'm glad you guys made it out okay. Make a perception I thought- check. I-, I-, I thought that J- J- Joxer might have killed you. <laughs> he may, he very well could. That was stout. 
13. Okay. Uh, they look like they're okay. Um, yeah, they look like they're probably fine. They, they don't have any, any particular wounds or cuts or bruises or anything extra, just a little rattled from the whole experience. How is my mental capacity currently? Because last time uh, in the woods, especially up to this point, until like the very end, I was not normal. Yeah, After you actually. Being where I was, how am I okay? How am I doing? You actually feel very clear, and and as you look around, uh, or you know, you kind of notice the woods around you. They are more dull. It, it's almost like it's halfway between what the forest should be and what you saw just now in, in that other plane that you were in, or whatever it was. It's like a it's like a halfway point between the two. This this place looks shadowy and kind of almost like a faint grayscale over everything, except for that one bright patch in the middle of the meadow. But for the rest of us, it looks all normal. No, it looks no, pretty it gray looked, to everybody. Yeah, because it didn't look right, and Kriggs was seen right. like, yeah. oh, Kriggs, this is a beautiful forest. Yeah, I was, I was all great, about it. But it didn't look great to anyone else. Yeah, I yeah. think I had uh, dancing lights still up. If not, I'll bring them over just to bring up some light around us. Yeah, they, they definitely glow, but it's like half the range as what they normally would. Uh, it's like when your flashlight's like half battery. It, it feels like it's that. really, really yeah. imposing in this area. Um, That area in the, the middle, is, it's significantly brighter in that area. Yeah, uh, it's, it's hard to actually, you can make an investigation check if you want to get up close or just make a perception check from where you are. I'm going to make a perception check from where I am. I don't know. I don't necessarily feel comfortable going over to it just yet, but That's I fair. am leaning that direction. That's fair. Oh, 15. Yeah, that's what you needed to, to know this. Uh, as you look it, you get the feeling that maybe it's not glowing. It's just compared to everything else here. It is. Uh. It, it makes it it's it looks like it's glowing just because everything else here is so dull. It's almost like this is this is the only thing that hasn't been touched by whatever has caused this to happen in this area. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go over to that area just straight up. I'm gonna go to it and okay, see if I can either feel or sense anything about this area. What makes it different? Okay. Craigs, are, are you sure that's a good idea? <clears throat> no, I'm not, honestly, but... That's that's where that woman was, right? I'm really grasping, grasping for straws out here, honestly. It is... Nothing is right out here. It, we've, we've said that this whole, whole adventure, if we want to call it that, at this point. Nothing has been right, but this is different. This is... Menacing. This is. We are out of our realm of knowledge of what we could possibly understand. So, no, I don't know if this is a good idea, but uh, doing nothing doesn't feel like a very good idea either. Um, Gwendolyn's going to look over at Joxer and just, well, I, I, I'm glad he has his head on his shoulders. It's about time. Yeah. I was getting pretty worried about you. I appreciate the concern. Well, uh, I, I guess if you boys, uh, excuse me, 
if you boy, ladies and gentlemen are ready, uh, I'm going to go figure out what's at this patch. I'll, uh, I'll have your back. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay close by. Okay, so as you approach, you all are walking towards this patch, and you're hearing those same kinds of moans as when you were attacked from far in the distance. This, these, this, this distant wailing and moaning, this... Just in the distance. And as you get closer, they kind of, they don't sound closer to you. They just sound more desperate as you get closer to that spot. And do they feel like you can hear a sound and it'll make you feel unsettled? Sure. Uh But like, is it invoking any specific feelings out of me hearing these? I would say it's very, it is unsettling. It's, it's giving you the sense that they don't want you to approach that spot. It's like not a warning, but a, a begging, please don't. It's like when a little kid sees you putting away the snacks, <laughs> you know, like, no, I want to <laughs> eat more. Uh, no, it's time for bed. Uh, that right. same and is it the same, same sound that was coming off the monsters we were fighting? Yeah, it sounds exactly the same, just very, very far off. Okay, well, I am, knowing that and having that feeling, I am confidently marching to this location. Okay. So I'm going to as cast you, Mage you Hand just to have it, it standing by. Okay. You approach that spot, and you get right up to the edge, and as you step onto that edge, everything feels different. The, you feel a breeze blowing, you smell the flowers and the trees, and you see the sky and the sun shining down on you. And it is the most joyful thing. It is just this exciting, joyful moment as you stand there. And as you look to the ground, make an investigation check or perception check, whatever's best for you, as you look at where you're standing. Is it only Kriggs there? Or did anyone else enter the space with him? I'm standing outside of it. I am standing outside of it. It's probably a good 25 foot s- circle as it gets dimmer moving out. But the very spot he's in is that bright spot that is about 10 feet diameter. I rolled an 18. Okay. You notice uh, in in the soil, you notice a few like remnants of bone. And as you kind of play with them in your hand, they kind of dissolve into dust, but the dust is this bright green color. And make a history check as you do that. Okay. I am curious with the history check, it being soil uh, and stone, being a dwarf, I have some advantage to history uh, involving like soil and stone. Yeah, go ahead. Advantage is good. 19. Okay. I needed that. This, this dust reminds you immediately of the smoke in the spot where you burnt 
that elk you killed your first mission in Wild Hill. And as you kind of look around, the place around you looks nice again, like a regular meadow. And this is the spot. This is where that creature fell. And as you look around, ahead of you, you see in your memory, you don't see it, but in your memory, there is Davin, Gwendolyn, Joxer fighting these other elk. And this, this one elk is standing there and lowers its head. And you see yourself in your memory taking that last swing. And when that last swing falls on that elk and it is slain, you hear a voice. The voice says, You, you are Sovereign Emberoak. And suddenly in front of you forms a greenish mist, uh, almost like a fog, like haze form of this great elk, the great old one that you fought in battle, the one that you summoned and rode into the stone mountains. It's, it's standing there in front of you. It lowers its head and looks back to you turning its head slightly as one of its eyes locks into your eyes and says, You are Sovereign Emberoak, the Cursed One, a champion of the Deity of the Light. Is this who you are? That is, that is correct. You are strong in battle, yet soft, soft in heart. When I fell in battle, I felt your longing, a longing for family, seeking a place to belong. We are all seeking to belong, aren't we? And he looks over. And he sees Gwendolyn and he, he looks at Gwendolyn and Joxer and Davin standing there who are just looking at you, not seeming to notice this creature you're speaking to. Is, Is this, this what, what you seek, Sovereign Imbaroke? Belonging? I seek home. Your name speaks of fire, of destruction. You bring destruction with your weapon and your Arcane cries to your deity. You, Sovereign Imbaroke, are chosen, but no longer by the light, are you? No, we've... I feel I've been a bit of a disappointment for the light as of late. 
The light shines on all things. But you do not know that light exists until you have encountered darkness. Unfortunately, the darkness sometimes overpowers that which is supposed to carry our light. Sovereign Imbaroke, you are no longer chosen by the light, or perhaps you can be chosen still. Please, lay down your weapon. Why me? Your longing. We share the same heart suffering. You and I. I knew it when I fell to your hammer. It's the longing. Your hammer. I'm... I take the hammer off of my... my back, uh, kind of pulling it around the shield, and I hold it in front of me. Both hands around the actual hammer itself. I... I forged this hammer myself, and I, I, I look at it. I look at the the wear marks, I look at the the dents and divot after all the years, I look at the acid damage from the blood bore, I look at the weapon that has been with me for forever. It felt like in battle and adventures and Anytime I've needed it, it was there. As silly as it sounds, it's become a part of me. And I sit there and hold it for a moment in hesitation. You are holding on to your memories, to the reminders of who you were, suffering. It's hard to know who you are if you don't know who you were. You may continue to hold on to those memories. They may serve you well. But I'm letting, letting you have a choice between who you were and who you will become. I think in that moment, just as Yelk says who you were. Sovereign's mind goes back to the battlefield and honestly just remembers the sickness in his stomach he felt as he laid there that final battle and just heard the cries of basically death all around him. And I I take that, that hammer uh, and I lay it down. 
I think, at that moment with that thought in my mind. When you lay it down, the um, at first it just kind of just sits there. And, and Gwen, Joxer, and Davin, you, you do see Kriggs. And when you look at Kriggs, he's standing in this circle and he looks like he's, he's brightly lit by, like, by sunshine, like he's standing in the sun. And uh, you you see him speaking, and you can, but you can't really hear his words. It's like he's, it's like he's inside a different room, and it's like muffled, like a muffled sound. Like and he, and he speaks, he sounds like this. Like you can, can't quite can't quite make out what the words are that he's saying. But none of you, you all feel the urge to just wait and watch. There is an awe that causes you to just linger and you see him start to lay down his hammer and you get this, the three of you get this feeling of relief that comes over you. Like him laying down that hammer is a laying down of a burden you were carrying with him. And Kriggs, when you lay down that hammer, it lays there for two seconds before it starts to be lifted by the vines and roots that grow from beneath it. it. They're lifting, they're wrapping themselves around it. And they get to the handle and they squeeze. And the handle just immediately bursts into flashes of golden light with green glistening, almost like like glitter just glistening through this and it just kind of stays there the head of your hammer is completely surrounded by roots and as the what was left of the handle and the roots that wrapped around the handle they as they kind of linger there they begin to form and twist and shape themselves into another new handle and they, they start at the bottom of the handle and they wrap and twist and turn all the way up to the bottom of the head of your hammer, where then they start to stretch and wrap around this hammer that is still the hammerhead that you created. They wrap around it, just wrapping gently, carefully around to where the markings and etchings that you have placed there are still visible. And then everything melds together. And the hammer just drops to the ground. Now with this wooden handle laced with this green sparkling, almost like a jade gem going through it, that inside of there is, is like a moving, rushing water inside of these gemstones with the, with the wooden handle twisting around it. The elk nods its head as if to say, you know, pick it up. I reach for it and hesitate for just a second. Uh, and then I, I, I grab it. You grab it. And when you do, you feel this warmth in your hand. You pick up the hammer and it is as, as if the weightedness and the, the, the balance of this weapon never changed. The handle is wooden with seeming like glass inlay, but it feels like solid iron. And it is solid and sturdy and strong. 
and your hand begins to feel warm and tingly. And it's the hand that has the mark in it. Is it wrapped up currently? Uh, it would have been, yeah, I would have had it wrapped ever since it went dark. So as it's wrapped, you see as it's kind of become loosened from this, the, the scuffle, it's, it's not off, but you can see a, a kind of a dull green glow pulsating from inside that wrapping coming through the different strands of cloth that have wrapped around your hand. There's this green pulse. I'm honestly just kind of taken back by it. Okay. The warmth that is in your hand begins to crawl up your arm as you hold on to this Warhammer. It's crawling up your arm. And everybody else, the three of you, as you see him, you you definitely saw his hammer go down looking like it was. But he picked it. and You didn't see anything else happen to it except it lifted up in the air and fell again. But when he picked it up, it looked different. And... Now he's standing, holding the hammer, just kind of looking at himself as this warmth is moving up his arm and through his body, and you hear Sofren Imbaroke. Only Kriggs hears this. Sofren Imbaroke, you are chosen. You are chosen by the Great Ones of the Wilds. To be our champion, our protector, the great darkness is seeping into our woods. We are few and cannot protect ourselves. We need you now, therefore have the power of the wilds. And leave the old creeks behind. And it turns and it gallops off into the woods. And the spot where Kriggs is standing, which is, you know, beautiful flowers, and he's standing in this spot, it starts to spread. The flowers start to change colors. And I mean, it's totally like, like you'd see in some movie, the the grass becomes green and the 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 dull hazy grayscale nature of this area shifts and it becomes green and bright with colors yellow flowers white flowers and it moves to the trees and you see the browns and greens start to form and as you look kind of deep into the forest you still see swirls of mist here and there but overall what has happened to Kriggs has changed this place and Kriggs, you kind of snap out of your snap out of your stupor from this whole experience and kind of come to yourself and Gwen and Joxer and Davin, you're able to see everything that has been going on, and now you see this forest area, this meadow change. And what what are you going to do or or say? Davin didn't really see exactly what happened. You know, obviously most of it was just for Kriggs, but he yeah. felt there was definitely something powerful happening. And he didn't realize till right now, but he's been gripping his necklace this entire time extremely tightly. Yeah. What ha- what happened? What what did you see? Do any of you recognize this place? 
Gwendolyn starts to look around. I think we reached our destination. It is it is changed. It is so fast. It it's gone from what was a beautiful meadow to what what we see before us, but this is David right over there. That is where you almost laid laid dead right there. That's where I uh I had to make a decision whether or not you were worth keeping around and I guess I guess we both can see see how that decision went. It was a poor decision, right? That's what I we... mean I, I still mean I clearly, I clearly remember that I healed myself, but I know what you're getting at, yes. This is where we we fought those elves. The 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 second day we were in Wild Hill, we were here together. Everything else that's been since then, this is this is the path we took. This is where This is where we slayed the great elk, the great old one. Honestly, this was the catalyst to uh our adventures together, I guess. I I I can't can't believe it. But what Could does you it mean it? exactly? Could you believe it when when you saw saw me speak with the great elk at least? What are you talking about? Just here. I mean, moments ago, we, the Great Elk spoke to us, and, and, and it knew my name, much like Solorin said it would. You see this, like, dead face, deadpan, and shaking, Joxer, like, Joxer's just shaking his head. I'm, I'm not, I didn't see anything. Would I, at, kind of out of context, would I have felt something here like i know we felt the change um because i guess i'm kind of attuned with nature would i sure you definitely felt that feeling of peace and and like i said that that feeling of just awe as if you were in the presence of something greater than yourself um but you and you could probably piece together that you thought it was had something to do with if he says that elk was here that that feeling would give you the idea maybe that's exactly what that was Gwendolyn looks at Davin then Joxer then back to Kriggs as you said she was piecing it together maybe maybe it was here maybe that that's what we felt I I I felt something watching him Kriggs we may not have seen it but I'm gonna take my binding off off my hand as she's putting together the pieces and telling me that she felt whatever she felt I'm taking the binding off my hand now Uh, if you said you spoke with with the the great elk then I I definitely believe you I'm just saying I didn't see anything there, there definitely was something different around. Can here. they see the binding off now, and and anything changed? Yeah, as you begin to take that binding off, that glow is there again. It's very much the same. It's the same symbol in your hand. It's still there, the Eye of Helm, but it is. It's glowing with a greenish jade glow, and uh, and it's not bright. It's not like you know flashlight bright. It just gives this hue to your hand. That is very, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious and pretty clear that this, this is now 
guess the word would be active again, but it is it is different. I'm going to look at my hand glowing green and I'm going to look at Davin and remember the conversation that we had earlier about I got no powers and we discussed, you know, strategic minds and all that. Uh, I'm going to look at my hand. I'm going to put my hand uh, on the ground, on the grass and in the roots of the nearby plants. Uh, and I'm going to start chanting a little prayer, praying, dear great old, old, dear great old ones, hear me now. Uh, and you're just going to hear Craig's kind of mumble. And I'm going to attempt to summon Steed, much like I did before, and pray to the spirit of the great old one and cast fine Steed. Okay. So he puts his hand down on the ground. And as he puts his hand on the ground and he, he finds a bush that he could kind of get a, get the roots and some grass and just kind of like as much nature as he can get in one, you know, palm full. And he begins to sing that chant. And when he does, you hear every bird in the place just starts chirping at once. Every little critter you hear starts yelping and and chirping and you hear the squirrels calling out and the chipmunks calling out you hear every little critter every creature the birds up high squawing the big eagles flying above you hear things larger that you didn't know were there running out in the forest away from you and and the suddenly you hear the of this giant greenish ethereal looking elk ride out of the forest and the birds are flying above it near it and they they kind of fly up and fly away these several different species of birds fly away like they were escorting it in and then fly off to go back to where they were coming from and it rides right up to Kriggs stops right there lowering its head and its shoulders down as if for him to mount <laughs> Well, what do you know? I'm going to look over at the, the party and just kind of smile cheesily. Devin's got a huge grin on his face. He says, well, I, I wish I could say I knew this was going to happen, but I, I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. Sure you did, old boy. Gwendolyn snickers. <laughs> Joxer just kind of stares. I, I think he got a little taken aback by the sheer amount of noise that animals made before just like oh yeah <laughs> i uh i can speak telepathically to it being that it's you know right fine steed yeah. you have the ability to speak telepathically but i'm going to speak verbally and assume that it can't respond except telepathically i'm going to speak uh great great old one i don't really know what to call you uh what would you have us do and I'm going to say that out loud so the party can hear. You hear in your head, I am but an echo. I am here as your steed. And that is all. Davin's going to slowly walk up and he's going to place a hand just on the side of it and see if he can feel it, if it touch it, make sure that he can touch it if it's real. Yeah, you touch it. It's, it's weird. It's like this... Uh, it's like this weird, like you feel it like you would feel any kind of, you know, horse or elk or any kind of creature like that. But it doesn't look like 
it would feel that way, but it, it does. It's, it's, you, you think your hand would go through it, but it doesn't. While he's doing that, he's going to place his other hand on, on uh, Kriggs's shoulder and then smile at him and then bring him in for a big hug. He's okay. like, you're, you're never gone friend, but I'm glad to have you back. I, I don't back away from the hug. I think I squeeze a little tighter, just kind of like out of, um, relief. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This isn't going to help people shipping you guys, you know. <laughs> no bro hug is fine. Well, That's right. That's good. Um, I'm going to sheepishly say that the elk just kind of told told me that uh, we know what, what we need to do. Okay. Uh, that wasn't really a great answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are spells for speaking to your gods and there are spells for summoning steeds. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it what what it said what now? It it uh it you know, it it said do the thing, do the thing and do it well. Wow. Very wise elk this. That's 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 deep. Gwendolyn yeah. just stares at him with like eyebrows raised. Okay, I I'm going to do an insight <laughs> check. Yeah, do it. What for? Wells are deep. He just told you. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> well, do it uh, well. That's 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 a five. Uh, I that's mean, as what... far as you know, he was just in, just like encouraged by some old, great old one who sounds like an old guy with no real advice. Mm, yeah, I've, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, was your hand always green? No, it. That's brand new. That uh, that is a gift from I guess the wilds I'm I'm glad to see you uh, um, of better spirits a friend Sauron sent us out here and I can only assume that it was the spirit of the great old ones that that called Uh, the elk was here speaking to me and, and knew enough about me that was a little strange Uh, spoke of wanting the same thing, the longing that we both share, and asked, I guess chose me instead to be uh, a defender of the Great Ones. They they say they can't protect themselves. Uh, And I think think we, better than any, know that to be the case. They are too few. Whatever's happening here is not helping. I'm definitely ready to do some more protecting than we've been able to do. This uh this this whole situation has given me a, a bad taste in my mouth. So what's our next step then? I'm gonna take the hammer off my back that is now uh different with a new handle, the wooden kind of woven and glass inlaid handle. And uh, I think I'm just going to smile at the party and, and basically say, who's, uh, who's ready to get back to Wild Hill? Let's go. After you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Hired Swords. Bet you thought I was going to say episodic installment. Ha <laughs> ha! If you really like the show, tell a friend about us. That'd be awesome. If you really want to help the show, leave a review. If you want to keep up with all the behind-the-scenes goofs and gaffs and other laughs, find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Hired Swords. Thank you so much for listening. I mean, come on. That's a bop.